Uh, hey guys, welcome to this new podcast series of Dope Deep Dive. So we are recording this series to help you understand the ecosystem of digital-first businesses or D2C businesses. Today, I have with me Tarun Jodh Singh. He is my colleague from my college, from my FMS days, and he has almost around nine years of experience. He has worked in companies like HUL and ITC, and then he joined a D2C company called Kapiva. He worked there as a CEO, COO for around one and a half years. And these days, he is developing a very interesting product uh, under the company, One Digital Stack. So he's the founder of this company. And this company helps the, the global brands in identifying the, the, the trends and identifying their sales, which is happening online. So, hey, Tarun, how are you? Hi, all good, Gaurav. Thank you for the introduction. Yep. So... How are things going? How how is life? How is one going on? Life is exciting as always in a startup, but uh, stuck in home. Looking forward to go back to office soon. Okay, okay, okay. And congratulations for you of the contracts which you have made, and I think the product has a lot of potential. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So let's come straight forward to our agenda. And we would want to reflect back to your journey in Kapiva. And you joined there as a COO after working with HUL and ITC. So why suddenly such a jump from an established firm into a, a very new D2C industry? Was there any, any, any impact or was there, was there any nudge which helped you do that? I mean, honestly, I think uh, uh, from very early uh, in life, I always uh, uh, wanted to... Um, start something on my own mm-hmm. uh, you know I, I i did my mba from fms uh, it wasn't planned uh, you know i wanted to start a business right out of campus mm-hmm. uh, but the capital requirements and and uh, you know i know it sounds cliche but a uh, little bit of know how of how the world works uh, mm-hmm. decided to an itc uh, uh, in sales fmcg mm-hmm. then moved mm-hmm. to unilever work there in sales in in, in brand management but mm-hmm. there was always it's uh, to you know start something start something start something mm-hmm. and then uh, this opportunity came along where you know i, I got to work uh, uh, in a in a in a uh, d2c startup uh, mm-hmm. and and, and it, you know somehow you know being part of first few members of the team always uh, you know sounds like an entrepreneurial thing mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's why i jumped into it and uh, i mean uh, yeah i mean it, it, it was more uh, to do with you know the entrepreneurial bug then mm-hmm. you know any any uh, of sort of say wealth creation objective or uh, things like that but uh, but you know that it was finally you know i'm hoping that it's dissatisfied once i've started my own now uh, yeah so that's been my journey yep yep that's very interesting so since you have been in, into d2c business for almost around one and a half year and i'm sure even now you have clients like Mama Earth and various other big brands, big D2C brands. So what's your take on D2C businesses in India? Is it just a fad or is it something which is going to stay? What's your general take on D2C business? Uh, look, uh, I just, I'll correct you, Mama Earth is not a client uh, uh, of me, but, but, uh, uh, but you know, I feel uh, historically, if you look at CPG business, and, uh-huh. and typically the FMCG business, it has been dominated by uh, a few large players. So if you see the soap category in India, uh-huh. 
till the till the early 2000s uh, top four or five brands uh, which is like oil lux it all uh, right. you know uh, maybe uh, santur uh, and uh-huh. one or two more godrej number one would contribute uh-huh. to 80-90% of the market. Okay. Right. But, uh, you know, B2C actually allow, and, and there was a reason for it, right? Because uh, building distribution and and the the, mo- the most difficult part of any brand creation is demand generation, right? That's why, uh, you know, these FMCG companies are valued at 10x their revenue because they have got the demand, right? And not the, not the manufacturer who gets, you know, maybe 1x revenue or even 0.5x revenue valuation. But these, right. uh, the, the reason is that the, the most difficult part is demand generation, and okay. historically the demand generation uh, 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 available to any brand was mass okay. media, right? There was there was radio, TV, uh, print, okay. and so on. And B2C brands obviously you know can't start advertising uh, uh-huh. there, and hence you know uh, in any category that you pick up, uh, four or five brands uh, would would uh, constitute okay. most right. But obviously you know. If you look from the consumer's lens, I feel uh-huh. it is possible to uh, uh, for four or five brands to satisfy the aspirations, the needs, the demands of a billion billion population, right? So, right, uh, right? and and now uh, you know with, with the internet and and you know you are able to create demand uh, with very very small budgets with uh, uh, you know whether it is Facebook, whether it is uh, Google, uh, even even mass media has tried to you know. Uh, uh, bring it down, uh, and the, the technology is now where on a TV you can you can be seeing different ads uh, in mm-hmm. uh, in different states and so on. So now, uh, what has happened is that the, the demand generation is possible. So mm-hmm. I that and, and this is a global trend, by the way. I mean, uh, uh, it's it's not India, it's not new. Uh, mm-hmm. You see, have been uh, around for maybe twenty years now, mm-hmm. and, and uh, it's just starting in India. But you know that that's not the the case worldwide. So I feel that. For for a billion population, there, there, there for any category there might be 200, 300 brands, right? So so these four five brands which used to contribute ninety percent of business would, uh-huh. uh, in my opinion, come down to 20, 30 percent maximum. So so I, I feel that there's a lot of a lot of uh, scope for D two C brands. Uh, 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 there are inherent advantages because you can connect directly to the customer. You can have personalized messaging. You can you can basically uh, uh, you know fulfill the aspirations of the customer. Which mm-hmm. you know, a, a TV or a mass brand will never be able to. So I, I feel, I mean, it's it's that hard to be a DTC brand, but 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 whosoever is successful, I feel, uh, you know, we, we would see at least a thousand winners in this DTC uh, space in India in the next five years. Okay, okay, that's a very fair point, and I think uh, you are right. Demand generation has changed over the years, and with the advent of internet, uh, now even small players can generate at least small demands in some pockets, in some niches, right? Uh, right. So I think you mentioned two things. You mentioned uh, manufacturing and you manufacture. Uh, you mentioned demand generation, right? So just, just help uh, our audience understand that uh, these, how are these two functions different in an FMCG or in a D2C company? Uh, is a D2, uh, are D2C companies also always producing the products which they are selling or they are just a demand generation in general? Uh, so you know there's there's this funny thing uh, uh, in, in the business community that if you hate someone you put them in manufacturing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, right. So uh, because I mean it's damn hard uh, to manufacture uh, things. The operations are complicated. Getting regulation mm-hmm. and 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 following the government uh, rules uh, is is hard. And mm-hmm. uh, most most D two C brands, I think it's the right strategy also 
uh, would would you know uh, uh, not be manufacturing their own products unless you are into some specific niche where you know, third party manufacturers are not available. And reason is simple: demand generation, as I said, is damn hard. So why would you want to take uh, another uh, uh, task uh, of setting up a factory? There's a huge capital expenditure, uh-huh. and then uh, you know you don't know whether you'll be able to create demand. If you're able to, then uh, the operations are complicated. So uh, uh, manufacturing also is a is a uh, low margin business, and if uh-huh. you have resources, you would want to. Uh, 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 you know, channel your resources to high value addition uh, uh, activities uh, like demand generation. And also okay. from the perspective, you know, as I said, right, uh, the demand generation company gets a 10x uh, valuation, okay. but a manufacturing company might not even get a 0.5x valuation. So, uh, I mean, most D2C brands in India uh, uh, logically don't manufacture okay. for this end. Got it, got it. So, which means that the manufacturing and demand generations are two separate activities. And there can be can be two different players doing these two activities, right? Hundred percent. I mean, and that's that's a global, uh, uh, you know, logic and rule, and that's how uh, the world operates. I mean, this has to be separate. And if somebody's, okay. you know, thinking of starting a a D two C brand, uh, right? You know, uh, uh, it, you know, uh, my advice uh, would be never, ever, ever, ever in in, in extreme circumstances also don't go for mm-hmm. manufacturing. Oh, that's a, that's a very great and sane advice. So let's shift gears and let's jump to what you mentioned is essential for any D2C brand, right? Uh, I think there are two components. One is uh, creating a brand, a brand persona. And then second, what you mentioned was demand generation, right? So why why do you talk about demand generation? Because I think as a CEO of Kapiva, that was your key uh, KPI, right? So Mm -hmm. how did you generate the demand? What what all what are the levers which can help uh, a new D2C player generate the demand? How, for example, I would be really interested to know how would you get those first hundred orders or those first thousand orders, right? So just take us through your journey of those first hundred or thousand orders. Okay, uh, so uh, I, I will first explain this answer theoretically, right? Uh, of how uh, uh, you know I feel the demand generation works, uh, okay. and then you know I. Maybe we can talk about the experience, right? So, so basically, uh, what I feel is that there is a uh, to create any brand uh, and, and essentially to create demand for your brand, uh, uh-huh. there, there there has to be a pyramid uh, uh, which starts with awareness uh, uh-huh. and then goes to relevance uh-huh. uh, and, and then goes to conviction, uh-huh. Uh-huh. right? So, so let's say if I talk about awareness, uh, uh-huh. then you know, Lifebuoy is a soap brand. That's uh-huh. awareness. Okay. You know, um, uh, life boy kills uh, uh, germs, uh, uh-huh. and I, I I have a germ uh, uh, killing need, right? I, I, I would put germs on my hands, so so that's relevance, right? Right. right. And and then conviction that the, uh, life boy does it better than uh, other brands. That's conviction, right? And that's right. that's that's a moment of truth where purchase happens, right? Right. Uh, right. And then. Uh, the the the, uh, the analogy of this uh, otherwise also is that there is top of funnel, uh, there is middle of funnel and bottom of funnel. And for any need to see, you know, uh, startup, it's very important to understand their funnels. So right. uh, so awareness is top of funnel. Uh-huh. Uh, relevance is middle of funnel and, and conviction is bottom of funnel and, and post that is conversion uh, or purchase, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, right. So that's it. That's that's the concept, right? With the brand, first create awareness. Right. 
once you created awareness then you create relevance and then you create uh, uh, um, uh, you know demand for your product or, or, or file conviction now uh-huh. for a to see brand there are billion people in this world right there are uh, maybe 50 million active purchasers on of, of uh, fmcg products on uh, on online and growing very rapidly so 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 there's a there's a 50 million customers you have to identify which customers you want to target where uh-huh. do you want to awareness right if if you are selling uh, women's high heel shoes obviously i am not the uh, right audience right even though uh, I, i might be spending money online but uh, i am not the right audience right so, so so first is you know who do you create awareness to right right uh, right that, you know that that's that's more uh, uh, part of uh, uh, you know planning your uh, media or planning your uh, uh, communication with the this thing and then comes relevant Where, where your brand story, uh, uh-huh. your uh, you know what what is the uh, unfulfilled need that you are uh-huh. satisfying uh, for 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 your ideal customer, uh, right. and then conviction uh, where why why are you better? What is your reason to believe? Right? What is your RTB that uh, you know you you are better? So so it's a mix of these three that you have to work on, right? Your uh-huh. your right target audience, as you said, right? Your persona of your ideal customer. Uh, uh-huh. your, your uh, you know unfulfilled need that you are satisfying and mm-hmm. finally why are you better got it got the distinct solution that that the customer has uh, so so i mean these are the three things that a d2c startup uh, would work on and coming to my experience that that's been our this thing also right so uh, we also picked on our trend uh, and and uh, unfulfilled need of customers where uh, this whole moves towards naturals organic are you ready and you know a, a trend of uh, beautiful from inside or, or healthy from inside and not just from external appearance uh, right that, that, that's that's where our starting point was of uh, you know trying to build high quality ayurveda in everyday mm-hmm. foods mm-hmm. so that's how we started and that's that's the unidentified need uh, that you know that we were working on similarly uh uh you know uh, urban uh uh online shoppers was rpg where you know we wanted to talk to people who who, who wanted these solutions in a in a more convenient format uh you know not not from a a veggie uh, sitting in kanpur right but but in a more metropolitan setting and and uh you know in a, in a format where it is more convenient this damn hard to eat uh, amla but it is slightly easier to have amla juice and so on right so so you yeah. identify you know what what is the uh, need that the customer has which is not fulfilled and right. uh, and finally come coming to you know demand generation obviously uh, you know uh, we did experiment we tried a lot and uh-huh. uh, you know it, it was a mix of uh, direct conversations with the customers through uh-huh. offline stores through promoters and so on and online demand generation where you know marketplaces offer a good amount of uh, uh, you know real estate to you uh, uh, okay. obviously in terms of money where you can explain your brand in a in a in a one to one way where there's a product page listing you can have uh, uh, you know your, your images your uh, description your content your brand uh-huh. story which which uh-huh. helps uh, you know building the relevance uh, for the customers then obviously uh-huh. you, your your website uh, is one way and then demand generation can also be done through uh, uh channels like youtube you know with uh-huh. uh, instagram facebook google uh, and and so on 
So that that yeah. that helped us in, in, in generating demand uh, for our products. Got it, got it. I think that's very like nicely explained, both the theory as well as the practical. But I just want to get a little uh, deeper into uh, you mentioned marketplaces, right? So marketplaces for me are little vicious, right? Because it, there is a lot of competition in the same category, and and there is hardly any product differentiation. And when you are a new brand, it's very difficult to compete with likes of let's say a Dabur who is also selling Ayurveda, and maybe a Patanjali who has a a, a big brand name, right? So is marketing uh, is our marketplaces right channels for those first hundred customers, or uh, do you have to have a your own website? What what's your thoughts on it? I mean, honestly, uh, yeah, it, it's really hard to answer this question for the simple reason that um, yeah, it could be dependent on one the category, two mm-hmm. uh, your product. Three, uh-huh. your price. Four, uh-huh. uh, you know your content and your strategy online, right? So, uh, so I mean, marketplaces offer a, a a few advantages, right? One is that uh, you know they say Amazon is is now uh, number two uh, product discovery platform in the world after Google, right? Uh, right. So, so it, it it definitely aids in product discovery. Uh, uh-huh. uh, uh, but but you're right that. Uh, uh, you know, d- demand generation uh, uh, could be hard because you're competing with already established players uh, and mm-hmm. so on. But it also offers trust, right? Because right. for somebody to come to your website, make a credit card payment, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, might be hard. Uh, but but mm-hmm. also also it, it gives a social proof in terms of reviews, right? If you have a few right. reviews, people have liked your product, then it, then it mm-hmm. gives a, a, a social proof that other people are also liking it, uh, right? And then. Uh, if you are if you're able to generate the the right visibility for your product, and mm-hmm. you have enough levers to to nudge customers for conversion, mm-hmm. uh, then then I think you know marketplaces might be a a slightly cheaper channel for you to experiment. Okay. Uh, uh, but but website might be a a more long term uh, prospect where you know you you get your customer data, you can retarget them, you can mm-hmm. uh, have that direct conversation with them you can have your mm-hmm. email funnels you can have your facebook funnels uh, mm-hmm. you have uh, you know uh, cross selling upselling opportunity mm-hmm. and so on so website is great uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and over the past couple of years i feel a lot of uh, you know companies have shown us that it is possible to build a, a great d2c business on on this website uh, mm-hmm. that's i think uh, it is easier to experiment on amazon on on marketplaces and mm-hmm. so, I mean, there are a few companies, right, which which have built a more than hundred crore brand purely on marketplaces before they even launched their website. I mean, the e-commerce website. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, yeah. so I mean, I, it, it, it's dependent on the category. It's dependent on your pricing. It's dependent on your content. It's dependent on your um, competitive landscape and so on. I think yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think uh, these days there are a lot of tools which can help you understand how how your products are performing as a competitor on these marketplaces and i think you are also doing the same kind of effort yeah, yeah there, there, there is there is you know bucket loads of data available in marketplaces whether it is your top sellers whether it is your reviews your content data your search uh-huh. engine page data uh, uh-huh. you can actually calculate or even uh, you know estimate not calculate you can estimate 
the sales volumes in the category. You can calculate sales volume of your competitors. You can go through reviews. There is, uh, you know, uh, machine learning that you that you can use to analyze reviews. There is a machine learning that you can use to analyze, uh, you know, customers' questions. There is machine learning you can use to um, optimize your bids, you know, uh, theoretically hundred times a day to to ensure that uh, you know you're, you're you're basically spending uh, in the right place uh, on the right product. So. Uh, yeah right 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 uh and and uh, i think uh, we are almost coming towards the end of our discussion so uh, <laughs> you have mentioned lot of data and i think that's the beauty of a d2c brand that you can take data driven decisions and data is your bread and butter unlike uh, an offline brand where you uh, park your products in a in, in a distributor warehouse and then you don't have a you don't have any data that who is purchasing yeah, who is yeah. Not. yeah 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 so just uh, can you can you just help our audience understand um, what kind of how how do you build the data intelligence in, in Capiva or how one can build data intelligence in their D2C startup? Um, uh, I mean it's again <laughs> dependent on the category, but but basically you know uh, one one thing for sure is that uh, what what are the types of data that is available, right? So let's start with that. There is data on your uh, okay. There is data on your sales, okay. there is data on your media spends, and then there is data on your inventory, right? right. And, then and, and then there is data on your competition, right? So, right. so the, these are these are the forms of data. Uh, mm -hmm. The most critical data for you in this is your customer data, right? Where mm -hmm. you can where you can reduce your CAC by retargeting. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, for example, to give you an example, people who have added your product to the cart and then dropped off, how can mm -hmm. you convince? That you know, uh, uh, you know, come back and buy me. Right. right. So right. that's 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 obviously the most important data because where that's where the rubber meets the road. Uh, uh -huh. Other than that, uh, definitely your media spends is something that requires a lot of analytics uh, uh -huh. because uh, uh, with, uh, because because the, again that's where rubber meets the road. Right. You're spending uh, X right. dollars. Right. So so for you, how many impressions? What keywords I'm bidding for? What audiences right. are getting? What is my click-through rate? What is my conversion rate? Uh, yeah, what yeah. frequency of uh, people seeing my ad? How what is the ideal frequency that I should target? Uh, right. the same customers have been targeting on Facebook, on Google, on Amazon, right? right? And, and that's that's another big piece of data analytics. Uh, right. the, third piece of, the third piece of data analytics in, uh, is is your your uh, inventory data because it matters if you are a next day delivery on Amazon or not. Uh, uh -huh. If your Available 24 hours a day. If you are priced correctly all all throughout the day uh, and okay. so on, so, so that's uh, the third data. Similarly, reviews data. You know how many reviews you got and so on. Uh, that that's another data. And then uh, the last data is data on competition. Whether you know if, if you're priced correctly versus your uh, competitor. Is your competitor seeing a lot of sales? Uh, 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 and you are not, and if the category is growing at X, are you growing more than X, or you are growing less than X, and so on. So, so uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, data is uh, I feel a journey uh, uh -huh. where uh, you know uh, uh, once a person starts, uh, gets into it, and, and then uh, you know I feel that that's the, that's the most treasured uh, piece of uh, business that you have. Yep, yep. I think I I hundred percent agree with you. And that's the beauty of these B2C brands, right? So you can actually 
see data working in real time you can see real data yeah when the person is coming when is when is he exiting whether he is opening he or she is opening your email and then what action is he performing on your email so it's really fascinating when it comes to understanding the complete uh, customer journey and then convincing him providing him the nudges to make a final purchase right and i think yeah. uh, data points which d2c companies usually are very very well uh, cognizant of are there cags and ltvs right do you agree with me yeah. or are, are yeah. there any other data points which you think are important uh, i mean yeah that's that's the, that's the most important one right uh, yeah i agree yeah 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 so i think uh, i am done from my side so um, what 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 would be your final suggestions to uh, to somebody who wants to maybe start not a very big brand maybe a a one cr or a two cr kind of target he has in terms of revenue and he wants to start uh, in a bootstrap manner right because d2c gives you a freedom to start in a bootstrap manner in a very small shoestring budget as well so what would be your last words or your advice to such a person uh number one would be never go into manufacturing right because you don't know uh, uh if your product will be successful or not so so don't do the capital expenditure before you know you can later vertically integrate but don't start with uh manufacturing uh okay. if, the, if, the, if the if the ambition is small then focus okay. right. uh, creating a one to grow d2c brand even in one city is possible right so in any category yeah. i feel so yeah. so just focus on uh, on keeping your costs low uh, uh, you know uh, hustling in a in a very very narrow space don't go right. that you know whether it is geographical expansion whether it is product expansion whether it is uh, team expansion uh, whether it is demand generation channel expansion don't do, don't do that focus on, right. on on the winners and just just focus 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 and hustle 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 to to uh, you know first uh, get the as you said like get the first 100 customers get the first 1000 customers and so on so uh, right. that's what my advice would be if it's bootstrap then you have to be very very careful with your cash uh, right and, and then don't don't uh, get into expansion mode this this find your niche uh, and that's how you compete with a large brand otherwise uh, if you if you are everything to everyone then you are nothing to no one right right i think a very sane advice so Uh, do not manufacture and focus right that's that's very strong advice and i actually vouch with what you have said and with that i think we come to and to the end of our podcast so i would like to thank you tarun for for all the insights and for all the uh, detailed uh, things which you have done you have shared it with our audiences so i think our audiences would uh, would be enlightened with what what your journey was and would learn a lot in their journeys right so thanks tarun for 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 getting this my, time out in your busy schedule uh my pleasure my pleasure bro uh, uh really nice talking yeah and i would want I, i are you still in beta or are you open for, on one digital stack can people explore your product online or is it still in beta how does that work um i mean uh, 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 we have uh, Uh, the website ready and that that's live on digitalstack.com uh, but okay. but for, for for a demo of the product you'll have to contact i mean uh, we don't have a uh, a demo uh, you know put on our website yeah yeah but i would encourage my listeners to just visit the website and see how things are or what he, what is he building i find it really interesting and i am sure that in a year or so this would be a go to tool for all the d2c brands i think it's a it would be a good tool for all the fmcg brands but do check check out right uh, i'll drop a link in the description 
so do check it out right so thanks to thanks, thanks once again have a nice day yeah. bye bye, bye. Yeah. all right bye